I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, for years now, I've given you a ton of stories on remote workers and digital nomads on this podcast, but I've come to realize that many of you beginners are still unsure on how to take the first steps to creating a freedom lifestyle through online work. Maybe you've been too afraid to take the plunge or just don't feel confident enough to land that online job due to inexperience. Well, I'm excited to announce that I've created a new YouTube series called Trying Remote, where I try a new online job or gig every month to give you a glimpse of what it takes to land a remote job. So if you need a little boost to try something new or just want to see what it takes to get started, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote. Again, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote to find our videos and to subscribe to our new series on YouTube. So please come and join me there so we can uncomfortably grow together. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Leah where she's going to share with us how you can start freelancing on Upwork. Hey Leah, how are you? I'm good, Debbie. Thank you so much for having me on. It's always so lovely to talk to you. Yes, I love talking to Leah. And of course, if you haven't listened to her initial episode yet, make sure you listen to that on our website. It's there. So Leah, before we get to all of your tips and tricks, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, I'm Leah, also known as LA in Flight. I'm a bougie backpacker, slow traveler, and bring you coffee shops and rooftops from everywhere I go in the world. By trade, I'm an event manager and podcast consultant. And <laughs> the reason I live an offbeat life is because I live a flexible and dynamic one. I love being home in LA just as much as I love being gone for months or years at a time abroad (laughs) and taking my work with me and exploring the world. And I try to help others do that as well through my podcast. It's called Ticket to Anywhere. It's on YouTube and anywhere you can listen. Love that. And yes, make sure you listen to her and her um, partner's podcast, Trizzy's. Trizzy is really funny too. I love (laughs) talking to both of you. So today we're going to be talking about how you started and how someone else can get started freelancing on Upwork. Because for me, and I'm sure many of our listeners, this is kind of like a you know, it's, it's very, it's, it's a place where it's not just like you can look for a job and you get it. You actually put yourself out there, put in your resume, you can apply to a job or people will come to you to offer you a, a job, right? So how did you get started on this? Because you have been on this platform for several years now and you've had jobs from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I've watched it explode over the past two years, right? When everyone's like, I want a remote job. And and still, right, as to this day in 2022, we're shifting that culture of, I want to work remotely. I don't want to be tied down to the office. So it's just growing larger, right? So I've seen it gone from really big to just boom, it's huge now and everyone wants to be on it, which also means there's a lot of competition and there's yeah. a lot of fake profiles and there's a lot of scam, spam and scams, right? So it's interesting to see how it was before where it was pretty chompers growing. Like I said in my in my first interview, in order to kind of restart or take a, 
take a step back with things and, and make sure you launch them properly or switch careers, pivot careers. With Upwork, I really had to set a reasonable rate. And if that means pay, taking a pay cut, it, it, you know, sometimes it's taking a pay cut. But I got onto it saying, okay, I definitely want to find more event manager roles. And this is when we were, I got on it in 2018 when we were still working in person, right? So I said, it's fine if, if I'm remote, but it's also, I'm here available in LA County, Orange County, you know, the IE, and I can drive to wherever I need to be. So that came in handy too, that I was able to be hybrid, right? I wasn't necessarily looking, if it was a remote job, I was looking at it like in New York and they didn't need someone there, but I was also open to working in person. So being flexible about what you're looking for and what you want will help you. I would say one of the biggest tips about Upwork is it's definitely a good place to start. And then a lot of people end up moving off of it. They build their businesses and their clientele off of it. And then they take their services offline because Upwork does take a percentage and it's a big percentage of your uh, income, right? What you get your hourly fee or if it's a project fee, they'll take anywhere from like 10 to 20% of it. So with that being said, you also have to bump your rate a little high, but if you're already, if you're great at what you do and you're not in the very beginning of your career and you're maybe just looking for some side income, this is easy to do. You can bump your rate up to $80, $100, whatever. And so someone taking 10% of it is not going to affect you too much, right? But you have to keep that in mind is that it's a percentage that gets taken away. And then obviously you have to do your taxes on top of it. <laughs> so I would try to you know, I, I felt like I was taking a big pay cut in the beginning because my rate was low because I didn't have the background to ask for more money, right? And every six months as I have new clients, as we become better at my roles, I raise my rate. As you should be doing, all you freelancers out there, business owners, as you should be doing, right? Got to keep up with the times. And having a complete profile is super helpful. Being transparent about who you are. I try to put in as much information in my profile as possible. Definitely a profile photo right? I link to my LinkedIn accounts and it gives you like all these social links where you can link to. Link to as many as you can. Put a great about me if you can. Any client or person that I work with, I ask them to, I try to ask them to review me on Upwork and LinkedIn as well because Upwork does have like recommendations. I'm transparent about like my availability as well. And then I'm when I'm responding, I mean, I'll have a whole different process for responding to people who reach out or applying for roles on Upwork too. And one thing that's always helped me that I feel like people are really appreciative about, and I think this says a lot maybe to the spam that's on there, is that I always send my resume, like my real resume, when I reply back or apply to a job, I'm like, here's my resume. And I think people can see that I'm a real person and that I'm serious about the role. <laughs> so, so yeah, those are some of my tips to, you know, help get started and help push you through. I could probably talk so long about them. <laughs> <laughs> so walk us through when you actually reach out to mm -hmm. the clients that you have, right? Like, how do you do that? Is there a protocol that you have used that really works and what doesn't? 100%. So when I'm applying for a job, Upwork now also, dude, they didn't used to do this before in 2018. They work off connects, which are essentially credits, right? So you start off getting, I don't even know what it is anymore because I have hundreds of credits under my account. I wish I could transfer them to 
to people in need, <laughs> but I don't think that I can. But you accumulate credits uh, per month for being on the platform, right? Say it's 20 credits a month. And then each job will require anywhere from like three to eight credits to apply to. So if you're job hunting, keep in mind that if you only get 20 free credits, you can you might only be able to apply for two jobs a month, right? But you can pay for more credits. So in the beginning, obviously, when I was like applying for every job that I thought was relevant, I was buying more credits, but I was also broke. So I could only buy X amount of credits per month, right? And then the longer you're on the platform, uh, the more credits you you get. And like I said, because I've had two pretty steady roles, that's why I have hundreds of credits under my name. It's because I haven't found a new role on Upwork recently. So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I just have all these credits. But yeah, so you have to use credits when you're applying to a role. Say you're applying to an event manager role, which is what I would do. I would apply or submit my like um, submit my application for the role. I can't remember what they call it, but you submit something, right? And you can put a cover letter. Um, you could drop any documents. So it could be a portfolio. Uh, it could be a resume. Like basically you can attach PDFs or words. And then sometimes the person who is hiring for that role will ask questions and you'll make it required that you fill them out. So they could be questions like that are honestly really repetitive because I put everything they want to know in my cover letter. But they'll ask like, what experience? Some of the questions like, what experience do you have in this role? Some of them will be very specific. They're like, are you available the week of May 30th to do this role? Right? So it depends. But they'll make them required or not required. When I'm writing a cover letter, uh, my hook is that, hi, my name is Leah and I'm your next event manager and I'm available to start Tuesday, May 31st. That is my hook. And I'm usually, you know, when I was really job hunting, I was available to start right away. These days I'd be like, okay, hi, my name's Leah. I'm your next event manager. I'm available for this role starting June 14th or something, you know, like in two weeks, whatnot, to give myself more time. But I find that that's a really good professional hook because it's like I'm ready and willing to partner with you for this role because I think that it's a good fit. And now I'm going to tell you why I'm qualified, right? So my next paragraph will be, this is my experience. Right. And my my last paragraph will be like, this is how I can this is how I can up level what you're asking for. This is what I will bring to that role. And I'll say, are you available this Thursday to chat about this role? And I'm transparent. I put my phone number, my email. Here's my resume. You can check out my LinkedIn profile. I have all of my information. So, you know, that I'm a real person and then I have references behind me. So, Love yeah. That. Yeah. And, and it's really great to have that because you most of the time it's just very intimidating to start reaching out to all of these companies, especially when it's a huge platform like that. And you do have a lot of competition and just like a regular job board like Indeed or ZipRecruiter, there's only so many people they can hire for that one specific job. But if you know how to use your language to catch their attention, you're going to have a leg, leg up in terms of getting notice from, you know, the hiring manager, or even the person owning the business and they're looking at this. So I do have to ask you, Leah, how effective is Upwork, especially for beginners to actually land a job, a remote job and um, go from there? 
So I've heard stories. I feel like I joined in the golden era, right? 2018, <laughs> where it wasn't so difficult. Like it was still competitive, but I was still able to land roles part-time or not. Well, actually all of them were part-time. So I was working with multiple clients, right? But it was easier. And nowadays I hear stories of people not being able to land anything for five to six months. But I wouldn't say that's all on you and your experience because there are a lot of like spam job postings on there too. And there are people just in the real professional, real in-life professional world that ghost you and they don't come back to their job listing. You know, it's not always your fault. You're not a bad worker. You're not unqualified for the job. It's just that some people aren't following up on what they need. Right. And I've noticed a lot of like clients will post a role saying like, Oh, okay. Like I need this, but they're just kind of throwing things out there. They're not sure what they need. And so they're not serious about looking for someone on the platform because I think the platform, if you go through profiles, there are people that are making their life's work off of working off Upwork that are so good. They have pristine profiles. They're raking in thousands and thousands of dollars a month. And I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever be that, but they've made a life off working off Upwork. So for someone just starting out, I think it's honestly also a numbers game. And a lot of times I'm still playing those numbers games, right? When I'm taking seasons in my current roles or when my contract has ended with one role, you know, I'll go back to Upwork, reach out to old clients and be like, okay, who needs help with podcast management? Who needs help with event management? I also like do virtual hosting now where I'm on camera, team meetings, like consulting, that type of thing. And it's a numbers game. So you have to just keep applying, you know, obviously tailor every application that you send in to that client and what they need and what they want and who you are. But as with anything, it's, it's practice and it's consistency. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. It's, you know, just go out there, put in as much as you can, especially if they're they're giving you credit as much as you can afford. But <laughs> yeah, because for a lot, I was like so broke, I couldn't even afford the $1.99 for 10 extra credits. I was like, I can't yeah. spend $2 on that. You know, I had just come back from Australia, all my money was gone. But I was like, no, I'm just going to apply for the two jobs this month. And that's it. Obviously, there are other ways to find, you know, a role, but <laughs> right now we're talking about Upwork. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I would do exactly. on Upwork. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to wait till next month till I get 20 more credits. <laughs> yeah. And putting yourself out there, not just Upwork, you can also go to Fiverr mm-hmm. or go to other job boards as well. And obviously so you can network and talk to other people. There's just so many different ways of doing it, but it never hurts to try because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, but exactly. I love this. Thank you so much, Leah, for sharing with us all of your tips on how to get started on Upwork. We really appreciate you. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? They can find me. Uh, both of my websites are still being built, but LA in flight on every social media platform. You can find me, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and my podcast is ticket number two anywhere that is on YouTube and anywhere you can listen. And I'm highly responsive on all platforms. So I'd love to connect with you. Love it. Thanks, Leah. Thank you so much, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Leah. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she's able to travel the world as a remote freelancer. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? 
I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.